Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. news just released an hour ago or so. Some of it good. For the Colts, some of it not so good for the Colts. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Friday, December 17th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at mybookie.ag. MyBookie, they are fantastic people. You are going to love dealing with them. Use the promo code Kent Sterling and they will match your initial deposit up to $250. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. All right. Oh, by the way, subscribe, like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. We found out from the Colts today that Grover Stewart has been added to the injury report as questionable with an illness. We don't like hearing that. Grover Stewart is a really good run kind of stopper guy. He puts his body in the middle of the line, and he is immovable. We like Grover Stewart a lot. If he's not available tomorrow, that's not great news for the Colts. However, it's offset by Darian Harris, who is going to be out tomorrow with a hamstring. He's the running back for the Patriots. So far this year, uh, Darian Harris with 754 rushing yards, 9 TDs, a 4.6 yards per carry average. He went in Buffalo last time the Patriots played almost two weeks ago. 10 carries, 111 yards. He is going to be replaced tomorrow by Ramondre Stevenson, He's going to start. He's a rookie out of Oklahoma, a fourth rounder, 100 carries this year, 429 yards, three TDs. 100 carries, 429 yards. Let me think. Can I do it in my head? 4.29 yards per carry. Look at that. Look at how the brain clicks into action immediately with basic math. It's fantastic. One thing I want you to keep in mind, this is going to bother Patriots fans who love, they worship at the altar of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is really two coaches. And and this is sort of unfair because of the small sample size that he has without Tom Brady as a coach of the Patriots. With the Browns, that was a completely different deal, the five years he spent with the Browns. However, with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, 240 and 72 
That's in the regular season. Doesn't include the postseason. Without Tom Brady, 70 and 76. So there you go. Without Tom Brady, he's pretty pedestrian. With Tom Brady, awesome. That tells you how important the quarterback position is in football. And look, that's not unique. Look at Tony Dungy. All right, when Tony Dungy, his entire time here in Indianapolis, he had Peyton Manning as his quarterback, and he won a lot of games. If you take Peyton Manning out and you have Kelly Holcomb back there, or you have Curtis Painter back there, you know what? Things don't go swimmingly. Look at Jim Caldwell. In, in 2009, they could have gone undefeated, the Colts could have, in the regular season with Manning under center, right? They went to the Super Bowl in 2010. I think they went 10-6. and six. The next year, with Jim Caldwell as a coach and no Peyton Manning, that was suck for luck, right? So when we talk about the effect, and this, this isn't to say that Bill Belichick is a bad coach. It's not. But what it is to say is that the quarterback position is far more important to the success or failure of an NFL franchise than the head coach is. To credit Bill Belichick as though he's the czar of everything holy in football because the Patriots won a lot of championships with Tom Brady as the quarterback is pretty much kooky. All right, Tom Brady wins Super Bowls. Bill Belichick he did some good things. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, talking about the quarterback position, Carson Wentz. Are Colts fans happy with Carson Wentz as a starting quarterback? The, the guy that the Colts went out and traded for in the offseason to fill that void left by Andrew Locke, then Jacoby Brissett really wasn't very good in 2019, and then in 2020 he had Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers retired because he couldn't move anymore. And that game against Buffalo in the playoffs, he couldn't move the Colts into field goal position to tie the game at the end of regulation in that last two minutes and 30 seconds. So you go out and you get Carson Wentz, 29 years old, and you give up a conditional first-round draft pick, which, if things didn't go well, was going to be a problem for the Colts. If, if you go out and get the Carson Wentz, who was not a good quarterback in 2020, and he kind of remains that guy into 2021, you have really mortgaged the future of this franchise and put your careers, and I'm talking about the careers of Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, both in great peril. That didn't happen. Carson Wentz has been pretty good. Here's how good, and and we'll compare this to what he was last year, okay? Last year, his passer rating was 72.8. That was good for number 34 in the NFL. There are 32 teams. So not only did he rank outside, at the bottom of the starters, he ranked beneath two people who didn't start in passer rating. QBR, he was number 28 at 49.8. This year, with Frank Reich as the head coach, Marcus uh, Brady as the offensive coordinator, but we know who runs the offense. It's Frank Reich. Passer rating, 96.6. That's number 12. Immediately behind Mac Jones, by the way, who I think is 96.8, something like that. He's number 11. QBR, 58.3. That's good for 7th. So he's gone from, in 2020, being shoehorned in between Gardner Minshew and Drew Locke to now being between 
uh, Patrick Mahomes, and then Tua and Josh Allen in terms of QBR. Given how difficult it is to draft a franchise quarterback, you, you see five guys go, five quarterbacks go in the first round or four or three some years. How many of them actually become franchise quarterbacks? Not many. Really not many. Hey, Rosen, right? What was he, number seven overall? That didn't go terribly well. So the Cardinals had to take uh, Kyler Murray on the back end of that. And Kyler Murray's been really good. And while Carson Wentz this year, despite the fact that he had the broken footer, the surgically repaired foot in, uh, in camp, and then had the COVID quarantine for a while, he's been pretty good. He's been by any measure, a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Drafting a quarterback, outside of the top 10 especially, you're not going to get a top 15, top 10 guy by any measure very often. you got to get really lucky in order to make that happen. Carson Wentz is that, and what the Colts gave up is a third rounder in 2021 in the previous draft, and then the first rounder, that could be a second rounder if Carson Wentz didn't play another down, and we know that that's not going to happen. He, 75% of the snaps he's going to wind up taking this season, and so a first rounder is going to convey to the Philadelphia Eagles. So in return for a first and a third, you get a franchise quarterback who's likely to be around for another five, six, maybe eight years. That is a really good deal. I would compare this I don't know. I think it's the same kind of deal that the Colts made for DeForest Buckner. A first-rounder went to the uh, 49ers for DeForest Buckner in his prime as one of the best defensive tackles, one of the best three techniques in the NFL. That's a hell of a deal. You know, if it, it, are you going to get, with a first-round pick, middle of the first round, are you going to be able to go get a guy who in four years is going to be what DeForest Buckner is? Now, granted, you got to pay both these guys. You don't get the cheap, like, years. You know, first-round draft picks don't make a whole lot of money against the cap years one through four, right? The fifth year, it's a little bit different with that qualifying offer that comes their way. Like Quentin Nelson, I think next year is going to make, like, $13 million as the uh, sixth, ra- or sixth overall pick in his fifth year. So uh, for four years, you kind of get them on the cheap. And the Colts didn't get any either of these guys on the cheap. But DeForest Buckner is as good a defensive tackle, not named Aaron Donald, in the NFL. And Carson Wentz is 10th-ish in the NFL. That's a hell of a return on investment from Chris Ballard. That is using your draft picks really, really wisely. Instead of being one of these teams that goes out and drafts a quarterback every three years and hopes. You know, you go out, you draft Sam Darnold, right? Then you draft the kid from BYU. And then, you you know, in three years, the Jets are going to draft somebody else. The Panthers kind of, it looks like they're on that same merry-go-round. They went out and re-signed Cam Newton off the street to take over for Sam Darnold. I'm so glad that the Colts didn't go out and get Sam Darnold. That was prescient. How about the Bears? The Bears haven't had a franchise quarterback since Sid Luckman. He retired in like, what, 1950 or 1951? It's been a while for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, they drafted Jim McMahon back in the early 80s, 
And he was really good for a while until he wasn't anymore. Too many head injuries. He got dumped on his shoulder. Bad things happened to Jim McMahon that kind of turned that pick from being dynamic into not so dynamic. So, uh, good work, Chris Ballard. We'll see if it pays off tomorrow night. Can Carson Wentz, if the Patriots are able to stymie Jonathan Taylor and keep the Colts' offensive line from being road graders and opening holes for Jonathan Taylor, is Carson Wentz going to be able to go out and win the game? Is Carson Wentz, if this thing is close, if it's, let's say it's a two-point game, with two and a half minutes left, or a three-point game with two and a half minutes left, same position that Phillip Rivers was in last year. Is Carson Wentz going to be able to go out there and move the ball down the field for a a game-tying field goal or a game-winning touchdown? That is how franchise quarterbacks have to be measured. Is this going to be Carson Wentz's moment? We're going to find out tomorrow. It's going to be great. I cannot wait for this game. Fantastic. 8.15 tomorrow night. Thought that we were going to be able to see the Browns and the Raiders as a lead-in, kind of the opening act. That game has been moved to Monday late afternoon. A couple of games moved to Tuesday. Seattle and the Rams, that game moved to Tuesday. And uh, also, what other game was moved to Tuesday? Washington at Philadelphia, that game Tuesday at 7-2. Both those games, 7 o'clock, both those games on Fox. I guess it's going to be televised regionally. By the way, no Ivan O'Idle today. I went out, I talked to Ivan, and Ivan said, look, we don't even know when games are going to be played, let alone who's going to play in them. Who in their right mind would invest this weekend? Who would bet? Who would wager? Who would gamble legally or otherwise on a game when you don't know who's going to show up on Saturday or on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday? It's craziness. So Ivan got very salty and said, despite the fact that it's not raining yet, he was out for picks this weekend. He did tell me that he thinks Purdue is going to win tomorrow and he thinks Indiana is going to win tomorrow against Notre Dame. He thinks that both are going to cover. Let's talk about the Crossroads Classic, the final edition of the Crossroads Classic. No Pacers basketball this weekend, so our focus is entirely on the college games that are going to be played tomorrow. Purdue, Butler, uh, Purdue number four overall, according to Ken Palm. Butler, number 84, that game at noon, Purdue wants to score. Their offensive efficiency, they are ranked one. One in college basketball. Butler, they want to slow this thing down. Pace of play, Butler, they want it slow, and it's going to be slow if they get their way. Their tempo is ranked 345th in college basketball. Purdue's just really good, and they got stuff for which Butler's going to have a hell of a time answering, and that starts with Zach Eady. Zach Eady is a big, giant, tall dude, and Butler doesn't have any of those. And so then you've got Trevion Williams, also a big guy down low, not as tall as Eady, but broad. They're going to have trouble with him, and then Purdue, they like to shoot threes. They shoot threes really well. What is Butler going to be able to do? You know what? From a turnover perspective, Butler's got to take good care of the basketball and generate a good look. This season, we think Indiana Indiana fans are going out of their minds about turnovers, right? It's like, my God, could somebody handle the basketball without losing it? What are we doing? What kind of a pass is that? 
Indiana right now turns it over at a 21.7% rate. Butler turns it over 23.1% of the time. They are worse controlling the basketball, possessing the basketball, than Indiana is. That does not bode well for the Butler Bulldogs, especially against a team as long and as athletic as Purdue is, Jaden Ivey. That's going to be an interesting matchup. He and Chucky Harris, interesting to have them on the floor at the same time going up against each other. Indiana, tomorrow, this is kind of interesting to me, all right? Notre Dame has trouble making threes. They make threes at less than 30%, 29.9%. They allow threes at a 38.8% rate. That is a difference of 8.9%. Indiana is hitting 37% from threes. They allow uh, 28.6% from beyond the arc. That is a difference of 8.4% in the good direction for Indiana. So Indiana, three-point percentage, their differential is 8.4% positively. Notre Dame's is minus 8.9%. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Celebrating a birthday tomorrow, the great Brandon Gauden, celebrating his 38th. Next Thursday, Bob Lamey celebrating a birthday. My God, Bob Lamey, you know what? He was the voice of the Indianapolis Colts for a long time. And he screwed up badly. But I don't know if he deserves to be exiled forever. Uh, The bobber is 83 years old or will be next week. Instant post games tomorrow, immediately after IU Northwestern, and then immediately after the Colts whoop ass against the Patriots. I can't wait to talk to you then, and I can't wait to talk to Patriots fans who, who kind of lurk on this channel and just wait to shove it back at us. It's not going to happen. I can't wait. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. VA education benefits allowed me to earn a degree without the type of student debt that so many people face. My service was then. My benefits are now. Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here.